The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples said to him, came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Salvation comes from our God. This is from the book of Revelations, and it's used on this Feast of All Saints Day to remind us of, of what salvation, where salvation truly comes from. It comes from our God. And I know on All Saints Day, we, we, we venerate our saints, we remember our saints for all the good and the amazing things that they've done. And, um, you know, in, in, in every Catholic church, you will see saints either lifted high or saints on a pedestal. And I think sometimes this gives us a false notion of what saintliness means. Salvation comes from our God. All the saints really are saints, not because of their own strength or because of their own merits or because you know the, their own natural abilities, but they're saints because of their weakness. They're saints that really allowed God to transform their weakness, use their weakness, and make them strong. And we're blessed to have this wonderful tradition of saints to look to because over all these years, um, many of them have journals. You know, they left behind their journals and we could actually read their interior thoughts of what they were thinking. So on the outside, sometimes we look at um, saintly people or we look at saints and we, we just look at them and we think they got it all together. You know, that these are people that are just so perfect and so good. But as you read the journals of the saints, you realize that they were not perfect, that they were not so good, that they were actually sinful like we were, that they were actually weak like we are, and that ultimately God took them in their weakness and transformed them. And we're reminded that salvation comes from our God. So I went through some of the journals of, of some of my favorite saints, and I'm just going to read to you some of the, the one-liners, like my greatest hits about weakness and, and, and these saints that truly became saints, not because of their strength, but because of their weakness. So the first one that came to mind is St. Therese of Lisieux. So St. Therese was uh, known as the little flower because she was such a, a weak soul. She suffered a lot. She was sick a lot. She never left her convent, and yet she would become the patron saint of missionaries through her, we her weakness. So she, she said in her journal of the soul, how happy I am to realize 
that I am little and weak. How happy I am to see myself so imperfect. Can you imagine this, a saint saying that? She's happy to see herself little and weak and imperfect. Why? Well, she says, I know well that it is not my great desires that please God in my little soul. What he likes to see is the way I love my littleness and my poverty. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. They will inherit the kingdom of God. She goes on to say, It is my blind hope in his mercy. This is my only treasure. The weaker one is, without desires or virtues, the more ready one is for the operations of this consuming and transforming love. The weaker we are, the more ready we are for this transforming and consuming love of Christ. God rejoices more when he can do in a soul humbly resigned to its poverty than in the creation of millions of suns and the vast stretch of the heavens. So what he can do in your soul that is so weak, he takes more delight in than the creation of the entire universe. St. Teresa of Avila, who's a doctor of the church, she's one of the few women doctors of the church, she writes, I write this for the consolation of the weak souls like myself that they may never despair or fail to trust in the greatness of God. So she's writing all this, uh, you know, the interior castle and her wonderful, profound writings. She writes it for the weak souls like herself, so that they may realize the power and the greatness of God. Pope St. Pius X, My hope is in Christ, who strengthens the weakest by his divine help. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. His power is infinite, and if I lean on him, it will be mine. So that we have one of our great popes telling us that it's through weakness and through leaning on Christ that we gain our power. St. Francis de Sales, who wrote the Introduction to the Devout Life, he wrote this Introduction to the Devout Life for the lay people, for them to grow in their prayer and their spiritual life. So it was all this whole introduction for lay people to learn, learn about the spiritual life. And this is a prayer that he himself prayed every single day, and he encouraged those that, that were wanting to enter into the spiritual life to pray this. Lord, I lay before you my weak heart, which thou will fill with the good desires. You know that I am unable to bring the same good effects unless you bless and prosper them. And therefore, O loving Father, I entreat to you to help me by the merits and passions of thy dear Son, to whose honor I would devote this day, in my whole life. So every day he would devote his weak heart to God. He would offer his weak heart. Can't we do that too? Just offer our weak heart to God? He goes on to say that all these acts should be made briefly and heartily before you leave your room, if possible, so that all the coming works of the day may be prospered with God's blessing. So he says if, if every day, every morning, before we even leave our bedroom, we offer to God our weak heart and ask him to use us. St. John of the Cross, who is one of the mystics of the church and writes about the dark night and the, the, um, the wonderful, profound teachings, he says, Other souls which are weaker, God himself accompanies, appearing to them. Now moving farther away, that he may exercise them in his love, for without such turning away, they would not learn to, to lean and reach to God. St. John of the Cross, also a doctor of the church, talks about this. You know, that when souls are weak, God himself accompanies them and comes to them and appears to them. St. Faustina. When one day I resolved to practice a certain virtue, and we're going to all find this one very practical. Have you ever had 
a time in your life where you're trying to work on a virtue like patience or gentleness or whatever, she says, one day I resolved to work on this virtue, and I lapsed into the vice opposed to that virtue ten times more frequently than any other day. In the evening, I was reflecting on why. I asked God, why does this happen? Why did I lapse so extraordinarily? And I heard the words, you were counting too much on yourself and too little on me. And then I understood the cause of my lapses. When I see a burden that is beyond my strength, I do not consider or analyze it or probe it, but I run like a child to the heart of Jesus and say only one word to him, you can do all things. And then I keep silent because I know that Jesus himself will intervene in the matter. And as for me, instead of tormenting myself, I use that time to love him. So she talks about the, you know, this whole realization that God will do these things and she's got nothing to worry about if she offers herself to him. Then she goes on to say, do whatever you can in the matters of your life. And, and Jesus says to her, I will accomplish everything that is lacking in you, but fear nothing for I am with you. Know that of yourself you can do nothing. Again, weakness. By herself, she can do nothing without God. Finally, I want to end with John Paul II because he's a saint that I knew, and I actually heard him say this at World Youth Day in 2002 in Toronto. John Paul uh, was speaking to the, to the young, and he said to them, You are young, and the Pope is old. 82 or 83, he couldn't even remember his age. 82 or 83 years of life is not the same as 22 or 23, but the Pope still fully identifies with your hopes and your aspirations. Although I have lived through so much darkness under harsh totalitarian regimes, I have seen enough evidence to be unshakably convinced that no difficulty, no fear, is so great that it can completely suffocate the hope that springs in the eternal in the hearts of the young. You are our hope. The young are our hope. Do not let that hope die. Stake your lives on it. We are not the sum of our weaknesses and failures. We are the sum of the Father's love for us and our real capacity to become the image of his Son. Two years later, the Holy Father would show us what it means to be weak as he suffered with Parkinson's and he continued to go and hold the Wednesday audiences and sometimes they would bring him up to the window to, to speak to the crowds and because he was so weak and because the Parkinson's had taken such a toll on him, he would try to speak and sometimes he couldn't even speak. And I remember one time he was so frustrated because he was trying to speak and all he could do was drool. You know, the Holy Father, the Pope, was so weak. And he showed us through his weakness how God is glorified. And so the reality for all of us, you know, we have a tendency to want to put saints on pedestals and try to become perfect like they were, but the reality is none of the saints were perfect. Their greatest perfection was their weakness. Because when we are weak, we are made strong. When we offer our weakness to God, he can transform it. And we are reminded that salvation does not come from ourselves or the good things that we do or the perfection that we try to attain in this life. Salvation comes from our God.